Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to our Sunday School Nativity, no matter where you're joining us from this morning. And I see that we do have one or two visitors with us. So a very special welcome to Jane's cousin Joy from Newbury. Uh, and also to, is that your mum, Heather, that's with you this morning, with you and Kurt? Yes, it's my mum and Maeve's here, Kurt's mum, Maeve. Thank you. Yeah. And just that Shona had a little boy last night. Oh, and a cousin. Kurt's and a cousin. cousin, Kurt. That's wonderful news. Thank you so much for telling us. So we've got a Christmas baby. Christmas baby, yeah. <laughs> With no Thanks, Heather. Well, welcome, everyone. And we really hope very much that you enjoy being led in worship by the children of our Sunday school. We'll also hear the voices of our minister, Katrina, Emma, and Neil and Anita, and in just a moment, Bonnie will be lighting our Advent candle. Our musician this morning is Paul. Then at 7pm this evening, our evening reflection will be led by Katrina, and this will be a reflection for the longest night and will include communion. So please have something ready to eat and drink, uh, plus a candle if you would like to join in the liturgy. Then just a wee reminder of the special services and events in the lead up to Christmas. On Monday to Thursday evenings this week at 9pm, we're using the same Zoom invitation uh, right through Advent. It's in the December Church magazine, but if you can't find it, just drop me an email and I'll send it again. Then on Friday, Christmas Eve, at 4pm to 430 there's a family-friendly service to which, in particular, children are invited to join us. And then at 11.30pm, note PM, there's coffee and mince pies, followed by our watch night at 11.45 until just after midnight. On Saturday, Christmas Day itself, from 11am to 11.30, we have our Christmas morning celebration and, of course, we meet next Sunday at 11am as usual, when we'll be joining in a, a Zoom service with Wellington Church, and that will be led by Katrina. It's just one or two pieces of family news before we get started. Um, Graham is on his way to Orkney with Stuart and Perio today, but he's asked me to let you know that the retiring offering after the funeral in aid of the Prince and Princess of Wales Hospice and in memory of Margaret, raised around £300. He is very grateful to everyone who donated and also for the overwhelming number of cards and messages received since Margaret died. So thank you all for being in touch with Graham. If you're wondering how to donate to the hospice, if you'd still like to do that, there's a donate button on the Prince and Princess of Wales uh, hospice website and Leslie alerted me to the fact that the web page allows you to see why you're making your donation. So if you want to do that, you can actually write in it in memory of Margaret Little, and uh, that will all be added to the total. Secondly, we've received Christmas greetings from Lily Fraser. Uh, she says, I hope you will be blessed this Christmas and that 2022 will be good for you. And finally, it's Katrina's birthday today. So, happy birthday, Katrina. <laughs> um, 
I know it's a working day, <laughs> but we hope you have a lovely birthday. These, I think, are all our notices. And now it's over to Bonnie and her family to light our candle. Uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. What did I say? Um, as we gather for worship, we join together to light our Advent candles. The fourth candle represents Mary, the mother of Jesus, the young woman who said yes to God. Um, what do I do? What do I, do? I don't want to do it. We have, I don't know what to say. We have lit a candle for the past, giving thanks for Mary, the mother of Jesus, who humbly accepted God's call, offering life and love, giving all she had. Hold the candle up. We have lit a candle for the present, giving thanks for these today, who offer all they have, those who bring life, love and humility to the world. Oh, 
you very much for your birthday greetings. That's very kind of you. Let's come to God now in prayer. Let's pray together. God of hope, as we gather this morning, we do so with a sense of eagerness, keen to be drawn again into the wonder of the Christmas story told to us by children and young people, reminding us of the wonder and mystery of this season. God of peace, as we take time out from the busyness of preparations, seeking not just a rest from the doing, but a renewed sense of being, we pray that you would quieten our restless minds and enable us to discover the quiet and stillness for which we seek. God of joy, as we sing the familiar words of Christmas carols, smiling, even laughing as we engage with the story, we pray that you will bless us with real enjoyment and new energy for the days that lie ahead. God of love, as we journey on from this time together to face the challenges of whatever lies ahead, we pray that you would surround us with your love, assuring us of your presence and protection now and always. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory ever. Amen.
Hello. So before our nativity begins, um, I thought I'd let you all know a little bit about what we've been doing in Sunday school for the last term. Um, inspired by COP, we started looking at sustainability and how we can look after God's planet. And it soon became clear when myself and Bethany were writing it that as Christians, we can't just look at sustainability by itself. If we're truly living out God's vision, then living sustainably was only one part of it. So it kind of became a series about citizenship, um, not just looking after the physical planet, but all of God's creation. So we looked at how being a Samaritan and being a good neighbour to people living in the Pacific Islands might mean doing what we can to lower the sea levels and how campaigning and climate marches, young people are making a difference to animals and the environment all over the world. I think that was a really good series. Me and Bethany really enjoyed doing that. We also met up for a couple of live Sunday schools in the park. First one, we had a lot of fun and games, um, as well as hearing about the parable of the mustard seed. And the second one was a bit more busy because we had a job to do on a freezing cold, but thankfully dry day a few weeks ago. Several of us met up and recorded some scenes for the nativity you're about to see. It was cold, it was getting dark, and all our actors did brilliantly. And also a big thank you to all the adults who attended to help film, hold scripts, and even getting involved in the acting. So some of our other young people recorded at home and they did an amazing job as well, as I'm sure you're about to see. When I told my mum that we were filming in the park, she asked me if we were going to have a live donkey attend, which I said I thought was a bit ambitious. And she said to that, nothing is too ambitious for Hillhead Baptist Church, which is really nice to know that that's people's perception of us. Um, and I don't want to raise expectations because there are no live donkeys, but I do want to say a big thank you to Bethany for all her work. She's done a great job on the editing. And I think she probably could have added a donkey if we had needed one in the post edit. But funnily enough this year, when you Google virtual nativity, there's a lot more that comes up <laughs> to help out um, than there was last year. Many of the suggestions are imagining what the nativity would look like on Zoom, but we decided to do something different because I think it might be Zoom overload and there's only so many jokes you can do about everyone being accidentally muted. So instead we adapted a script meant for an in-person nativity. And possibly because as I'm sure is true with most of us, I've spent a lot more time in the last 18 months reading or watching the news than previously. We decided to do a nativity through the format of a news program, imagining how it might have been reported by the people there. And when it starts the video, Zoom sometimes put the bar at the bottom with all the people's faces. You might want to move that to the side because um, there's a bit of text at the bottom, but it will still make sense if not. Um, I hope you enjoy it. First, we are going to sing Oh Come All Ye Faithful and then go straight into HBC Evening News.
the HBC Evening News. Good evening. I am Nikan. And I am Nikyar. Welcome to HBC Evening News. Tonight's top story is the census. Caesar Augustus has issued a decree that census will take place of the entire Roman world. Everyone has to go to his own town to register, but first we join our farming correspondent, Esther, on the hillsides of Bethlehem for a special report on the current condition of manure. Thank you. I am here in the hills of Bethlehem to talk to a shepherd about what it means to them. Well... Do not be afraid, I bring you good news uh, of great joy. Today in the town of David, and a saviour has been born. He is, is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find him wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Are you seeing this? Did you hear what the angel said? Look, there's lots of angels in the sky. Wow, it's amazing. We are terrified, but at the same time, I feel peaceful. We should go and find the baby. I think our story has changed direction. This is much bigger than the manure. Back to you in the studio. Thank you, Esther. We will be back with more exciting news about the Savior's birth after this report from our travel correspondent, Bonnie, about the chaos being caused in Bethlehem by the census. Good evening. I'm in Bethlehem talking to some of the people that are trying to find rooms for the night. But I will be on the lookout for a new baby. Can you tell me if you are here for the census? Well, I actually have my own place near town. Have you opened your home to some of the really desperate people arriving in town? I would, but my family are all here and we don't have any room. I'm sleeping on the floor for the next few days. My friend came from out of town and it took them days to find anywhere to stay and it cost them a lot of money. No one has any room. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Uh, oh, there's a couple over there thing? in the distance. Let's see if they have found a place. Excuse me, you look like you have been travelling a long way. Have you found a place to sleep? No, we haven't. We have travelled a long way. Uh, no one would even help a pregnant lady? No, we have one more end to check. Otherwise, we will be sleeping under the stars tonight. Let's go with you. you have a bed? No! Thank you. Stop! Are you sleeping in the stable? Thank you. Thank you! Amazing. This is Bonnie reporting back to you. That was a wonderful report. It is true that some people are not always willing to help someone that is in need, but just goes to show the difference it makes.
Welcome to HBC Evening News. For those who are joining our broadcast, we are following a breaking story that is happening in Bethlehem tonight. One of our reporters was out in the fields talking to some of the shepherds and something amazing has happened. Angels from heaven appeared in the sky announcing the foretold birth of Messiah. That's right. Let's go back to Esther and find out what is happening with the shepherds. Good evening. I am in Bethlehem reporting on the birth of the special baby. I think we have found the stable and I have just been joined by my fellow reporter. How did you know the baby was born here tonight? I was there when the angels told the shepherds that the baby was to be born tonight. You mean the couple I interviewed, the one that was pregnant, she's having the baby that is the savior? Yes, that is the one. Well, the shepherds think so too. Back to the studio for now. How great that they have met up. It seems all roads are leading to Bethlehem tonight. We have got a comment from King Herod on this new king. We go to our royal correspondent. Hello King Herod. How do you feel about the new king being born? Why is there talk about another king when I'm on the throne? I feel angry that people are believing this. I am king and the baby isn't going to take over. Are you going to visit the new king? I was told about him by some Maggie who came to see me a few days ago. They had been following a star. They are going to follow the star and tell me where the baby is. And when you find the baby, are you going to worship him? Yes, that's why I want to find him. Obviously, though, I may have other plans, but I don't feel like discussing now. Yes, there are prophecies that make it sound like this baby could be king, but I am Herod the Great, and I am telling you, that it isn't true. You wait and see. I have planned to prove you that I am the true king. Hmm. I think there's a touch of jealousy there. I don't like your tone. I'd like to end this interview now. What an abrupt end to the interview. We're being told that a travel correspondent is on the line. They have caught up with these traveling Maggie. Beth, what can you tell us? Good evening. I am here with three Magi that are coming from the East. Excuse me, why are you traveling such a long way? We are looking for the one who has been born King of the Jews. My sources tell me that you went to King Herod and asked him where to find, where to find the baby. Yes, but he seemed upset by us asking. Really? What happened? He called all of the teachers and elders of law and asked them where Christ was to be born <laughs> they said Christ was to be born in Bethlehem, just as the prophet had written. So King Herod sent you to Bethlehem? Yes. He wants us to return to him when we find the child so he can go and worship him. How are you going to find the new king? We followed a bright star that appeared to us. What are you going to do when you find him? We are going to worship him and bringing gifts of gold, frankincense, and meh. That's amazing. 
Well, you heard it here first. We're actually in entering Bethlehem right now. I can't wait to see the newborn king. Hello, we are here at the stable where the Christ child was born. You have been inside. What is it like? It's the most remarkable thing I have ever seen in my life. All these people gathered around the newborn baby in the stable knowing he is the son of God. It is amazing what God can do from creating all of us to sending his only son to be the saviour of the whole world. I do wonder how God has in store for the Messiah. Well, this has been Bonnie, Esther and Beth reporting on what has been a very special evening. I'm sure that his life will be a great one. There will be many places built for him. He will have a life of luxury for sure. I don't know about that. Why would God let him be born in a stable with, with the animals standing by? Why did the shepherds know first if he was supposed to have a life of luxury, wouldn't he have been born in a palace? You overthink things. He is the king of the Jews. What an exciting evening. That's it from all of us at the HBC Evening News. Thank you for watching. It wasn't the news we expected to be bringing to you today, but it was a very special one.
just before we have our prayers for others, um, I would like to confirm it was a very cold day when we were out in the botanics and the night, the darkness closed in very quickly. But Bethany and Emma, parents, grandparents and children did an absolutely amazing job uh, rehearsing and filming in quite a busy place. And also thank you to those who recorded at home and sent in your contributions to us. Can we again express our thanks to our children, our young people and our Sunday school leaders? It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you. I was very struck by what Emma was sharing with us about the way that the Sunday school have been exploring complicated topics over this last term, reminding us that this isn't just a lovely celebration, that this is a story that shapes our lives and a story that inspires us to pray. And so we do come now to God in a fairly traditional fashion with our prayers for others and for ourselves. Let's pray together. Holy God, we recall how your messenger Gabriel visited a young woman named Mary who accepted the call to bring to birth Jesus, even though she had no idea what this might mean for her. We pray for those who, in our own day, say yes to your call on their lives, thinking especially of those who serve with BMS World Mission, who will, this year, share the story of Jesus' birth across the world. And especially we're asked to pray for those speaking with and serving congregations and communities in Chad, India, Thailand, Bangladesh, Uganda and Cambodia. May they truly bless those among whom they work and serve. And may they too be blessed with rest and refreshment at the close of the year. Holy God, we recall how a choir of angels visited a group of shepherds working a night shift on the hills, calling them to be the first witnesses of this special birth. We pray for our siblings in Christ at Viewfield, Westray, Westwood, and White's Causeway Baptist Churches, each in their own communities, witnessing to the love of Christ in worship and service. As they bless others through toddler groups, inquirers groups, practical support, well-being and hospitality, may they too be blessed with renewed wonder and delight in the one whose story they share. Holy God, we recall how highly educated, wealthy men set out on an adventure, following a star to see where it might lead. We pray for those in our nation and other nations whose education and status empower them to make decisions that will hugely impact the lives of others. We think of politicians, scienti scientists, economists, entrepreneurs and magnates. May they find pause for thought as a story of a peasant family forced to flee as refugees under threat of death echoes down through the centuries and is played out over and over again in their own lands. Soften hard hearts, 
give wisdom to intelligent minds and show them how in blessing the least of these, they too may find blessing. Holy God, we recall how this story has touched and still touches our own hearts and minds, giving thanks for this faithful community of which we're part, whose willingness to embrace new technology has enabled us to stay together during this lengthening period of enforced physical separation. We pray for those who have served on the steering and specification groups and in HBC Vision, keeping alive hope with tenacity and grace through difficult times and courageously enacting difficult decisions. As they have blessed us with wisdom and insight over so many years, may they be blessed with insurance that all their endeavours have been worthwhile. From our prayer diary, we pray for Jeff and Carol, Caris, Fiona and Donnie, Barbara and Ken, Edith F, Isan and Anis, Paul F and Lily. By being part of our community, these friends bless us with skills and insights, wisdom and faith, humour, courage and compassion. We pray that they and we will know your blessing this Christmas time refreshing our weary bodies, soothing our frazzled minds, comforting our aching hearts, and renewing our faith. All these prayers we offer to you, God with us, in the name of the Christ child Jesus. Amen.
And so may the God we meet in Jesus bless us all with courage and compassion so that we may shine like the star that guided the wise men, share good news like the messengers who sang to the shepherds and love with the tender tenacity of Mary and Joseph this Christmas season and always. Amen. <laughs>